What's going on, gamers? Hey, welcome to AGR 002, episode 002. Out of how many, Alex? Uh, I was asking, out of how many? Really? Really? (laughs) Well, I want to know how many. This guy, this guy with the jokes already. I'm ready for the finale. I'm already prepping. (laughs) What finale are you talking about? I I thought it was just a trilogy. Oh man. (laughs) Well, folks, we are back. Uh, last week, we started off our inaugural podcast slash YouTube video for AGR. We talk about games. If you're not familiar with us, if you're new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. We hope we can entertain you guys, uh, inform you guys. This is the sister channel to ANR, which is the main channel that we talk about collectibles, pop culture and stuff. So I decided to branch off and do a gaming channel exclusively because there's so much to talk about in game world, game culture, game universe. Uh, we had to branch it off into its own channel. My buddy Alex is here. There, there he is. Um, he's going to play games. I'm going to play games. You're going to play games. And we're all going to talk about cool games from the present, the past, and things coming up in the future. All right. What do we want to start today? Well, first of all, once a week, I always want to plug or shout somebody out. This week, I want to talk about Beyond Beast. We checked Ooh, it out at yes. PAX. Yes. Uh, go to their website. I think you can get on their newsletter to follow their announcements, get on their social media. They got Twitter out there. That gives a lot of fun if you guys like playing. Uh, what did I say? Not Left for Dead, but kind of like, a, I guess, isometric, isometric top down shooter type game. If yes. you're into that, you'll like Beyond Beast. You get a flashlight. You get a flashlight. That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> you have to throw the flashlight at at the enemies and then pick it back up <laughs> every <laughs> time. It'd be such a pain in the butt. Can you imagine that? Maybe the worst game. You have to throw it, and then the light is only in the direction the flashlight threw. <laughs> oh and now you're gonna run over there, pick it up, and then throw it again to somebody else. That'd be awesome, oh, man. That would take forever to finish a level. <laughs> Um, they're not that far in development right now, but do follow them. It, it's a really cool game. I am looking forward to playing it. Let's check it and, out. Beyond and Beast. when you say they, it's only two people. It's only two people, it? husband and wife. Yeah, and they're super talented in what they do. Uh, we got a chance to meet them at PAX, uh, which is a video you can watch in our section below. We have a library of videos that we did in PAX. Uh, one of them was them. I was very impressed with their game. I didn't get a chance to play, but I was around hovering around and I was watching them, other people play. I love the co-op aspect of things. I love yeah. co-op games because that's what we did back in the day. Like, you know, I, I'm trying to age myself here, but before online gaming was a thing, getting together with a bunch of friends in front of a big TV screen, a big TV when I say 32-inch RCA, but um it was such a great thing to do, get together and play a game, you know, like together. So I used to love co-op games. And it's so refreshing to see developers starting to make that game, that type of game. Um, that's just one of many games that are co-op uh, that are coming out now. And, yeah, it's I can't wait to play that game. I think we'll play it in, in studio and kind of, you know, record while we're doing that. But um, Yeah, definitely come out, find the Twitter. I'll post everything in the description below. Um, cool. This week, you played some PGA, the new one. Uh, yes, it- 2K23 PGA. And um, I always correct myself because I keep calling it Tiger Woods. Same. Because EA <laughs> owned Tiger Woods, the name, and 
they owned go- golfing for such a long time and it just became the norm to call it Tiger Woods golf. But it's PGA 22K23. And so far, so good. I mean, I, I'm loving it because it's not too complex. It's not very uh, um, difficult. It can Obviously, each course will dictate that, how good you are, because courses change. And each, not even just courses change, but each, you know, um, round that you play in a course changes because the layout will be different. The way you uh, approach the actual pin will be different. But I went right to the very bottom. It gives you an option to go wherever you want, which is also like if you're if you're a golfer and you or you played other golfing games, you might be like, no, I want to go right to PGA. You know, I want I want to play the best of the best. I know how to play this game. It does give you that option to do that. So, in a way, I respect that because they're like, hey, okay, you're good, cool. Go to the advanced level and go play PGA right away. You don't need to go muck around in the beginners area and go to some golf school or any of that stuff. No, you go right to the top which is great. The flexibility to go where you want to play based on your skill level is great to see in a game because let's say you've been an avid golf gamer and you've been playing for years. Do you really want to go through the golf school program again and work your way up to PGA? Like it's kind of gets tiresome. So having that option right off the bat is cool. I, I haven't played in a while a golf game. So, I mean, Mario golf, does that count? Mm, it's golf is golf. I don't think it counts. <laughs> it, you have to stick, you hit the ball. Baseball's golf at this point. <laughs> but so um, I started from the very bottom. Like, I'm going to be beginner level. I'll start the very lowest level and see how it is. And I'm getting my, you know, what handed to me right now because I'm playing like it's Mario Golf. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not taking the time to look at the course, look at the, the air, the angles, the way I should be approaching the pin. I'm just swinging and you know playing happy uh, you know Gilmore type of golf here. I'm gonna explain your ranking when I was over there. I uh, just kept just, dropping yeah, every. You had every to bring time. that up, huh? <laughs> well, you weren't gonna. <laughs> I was never gonna. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's fun. I, I'm enjoying it. It's cool. I recommend it right now. So far, I'm gonna put at least another ten more hours into it before I can give my concrete score uh, out of ten. But um, yeah, right now. Early uh, signs. It's a pretty good golf game and something that someone should definitely pick up if you're a golfer or if you just want to play a sports game that's a little bit of a challenge. Is there? Did they ever put DLC out for that? those types of games? Uh, so it does have different levels of what you can buy, deluxe, so on and so on. I picked up the, the top of the line one they had. It gives you Michael Jordan's uh, gear, Tiger Woods gear. Um, there's in, in-game currency, which I'm not a fan of. Uh, to buy, uh, I believe, gear and some other stuff in there. And, yeah, I'm probably not going to be doing any of that because I've already paid enough to buy Tiger Woods gear, Michael Jordan stuff. Once you buy all that, what do you? What else do you need? I don't need anything else. It's not going to help my game get better. I ask because I'm like, well, where's the mini golf mini game? <laughs> you know, I haven't played through all of it. I'm sure there's probably some sort of unlockable thing. You unlock every time you play, every swing you hit you unlock points and those points can help you, you know, buy stuff at the shop, improve your own attributes. So I'm, I created my own character and based on how well I play, every swing I take, like I said, gives me points to go in back into the shop and see if I can improve on any areas of my skill level. 
I believe there's seven skill sets, and I think there's three levels you can go up on there. So you have to build your attributes, and that's what I'm going to be doing right now. And then once obviously you get good at it, uh, at certain er things, your challenges in golf courses gonna be reduced down because you're able to putt better you're able to drive the ball further into the course so let's see how it goes i'm gonna put some time into it and yeah we'll see how we'll talk about it next week maybe my final score on that exciting <laughs> yes thank for yawning by the way thank you thank i'm you. so tired <laughs> it's okay uh you work hard i know so alex is our editor at the office as well so he puts in long hours. And believe me, I yawn a lot. We do podcasts at our other shows. Um, man, there's so many times I have to cover my face like this. I'm yawning. It, it is what it is. We we work hard to bring fun stuff for people that watch us. So, you know, come subscribe. Because if you do, you have a chance to win a Xbox. We're going to give away an Xbox. Uh, so come subscribe to our channel. Leave a comment. Tell us what games we should play. Alex will play just about any game. Uh, yeah. And we have almost, I want to say almost, we have every console. And today we finally got our Steam Deck. Hell yeah. Here. I haven't even opened it yet. They got some weird valve lock right here at the top. That I, I should I cut it? Go for or it. it. Or it's like something that I should keep because there's valve on there. I'm not getting rid of it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to cut it. I'll play with it. I'll charge it later, but... Uh, why I got this is because I want to make sure that we have every console at the office at our disposal. I'm also going to be doing a lot of gaming. So this is perfect because sometimes I don't feel like coming all the way down to the office to play some games. I want to sit in the couch, you know, next to the fire or something, play some games or even in my bed. I'm just chilling. I'll turn it on, play some games. Right. So uh, one of the games uh, I want to play is that just came out today. Gotham Knights. Well, I say today, but we're going to roll this video out in a couple of days, right? Um, Yeah, we're going to put this. So if you're watching uh, this, we already played it by now, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Friday came out on Friday, October 21st. Mm -hmm. uh, it is Gotham Knights. It is available on all consoles, uh, including PC. So I'm going to try it on Steam Deck. Why, Alex? Why should I play it on the PC instead of the console? Because uh, apparently... For whatever reason, they're capping that game at 30 frames a second on console. It, I don't know why. I, I don't know. I don't understand. I really don't. Like when is I it, heard that, it really disappointed me too. Like 30 frames is like where we're capped at on PS3 360 era. Like PS4, uh, I would understand if there's still a few stragglers, but now we're like ps5 whatever the new xbox is because i can't keep track of them all <laughs> xbox but it's like, one but like no xbox one came out with ps4 didn't it sorry xbox one came out with ps4 sorry isn't a series series x isn't a series x i don't know i, I stopped at 360 beyond after that i just i didn't follow it anymore <laughs> I, yeah. I, you know what? I always get Xbox stuff. Yeah, Series X. <clears throat> yeah, you're but confusing it, me. I hate have, X. I really, really hate Xbox's namings. Like, like it was fine. Like, it was Xbox, Xbox 360. No, right there is what they made the mistake. Right there. It was fine because you could just call it 360 and then called it something else after. 
No, no. Why go from one to three sixty? Because we're doing a three sixty. Why not go one eighty? Then do three sixty. That, that doesn't sound cool. <laughs> no, it, it, it's the whole. This is a series one, and then series one X, X. That, like, that's what they fucked up. Well, I I think they should just went back after three sixty. They should just said, you know what? We're just gonna go traditional Xbox three, Xbox four. Just go like that. That's fine, right? Yeah, because series. And Xbox um, One, like they they are basically still right now in cycle, right? Like they're still available to buy. So people are like, oh, you know, if you're not a gamer and you're just you know a parent want to get a game for your, your console for your kids, Xbox obviously is very you know synonymous, and people can parents can figure it out. It's an Xbox, okay? It's a gaming thing. Yeah. They're gonna go to a store and say, can I get an Xbox? They're like, which one do you want? One or X? And they're probably like, well, X doesn't sound friendly, right? I'll just get then, a one for th- my kid. And then there's S. And then there's like, there's another derivative <laughs> of Xbox One. I look up a chart because I was like, I don't, what are they? Yeah, it's just, it's so stupid. But I'm not even, a fan. But what's even weirder is they put them out at the same time as to older consoles like PS1, let's say PS1 to PS3 era. They would have their initial version and it's like, okay. Now we have the PlayStation Slim. Now we have the PlayStation 2. Now we have the PS2 Slim. That made sense because it was still in that cycle. It's like we stopped making the bigger ones. We're only launching the Slims. But now it's like, okay, get PlayStation, PlayStation always X. had PlayStation always had it right. One, two, three, four, five, boom. No confusion, nothing. The only difference between the only confusion parents had was what's a slim? Okay, well. It's a smaller, skinnier version of the old of, of the PlayStation. Okay, I'll get that. Yeah. That's it. Xbox One, which, sorry, Xbox One is a discontinued. It's an older console. Series X and Series One, right? Is that Series what it S. is? Sorry, Series S. See, look, I I hate it. I hate it. And gamers are look, probably like looking at us going, you retards. Like, you guys don't even know the console's names. Look. It's, it's it's stupid. I shouldn't have to like go and read what my Xbox game is. I'm not an Xbox game gamer all the time. I do PlayStation Five and I do PC. I have an Xbox. We have two of them here, and I just like it's so stupid. It's just such a dumb name, right? I love Xbox. I love what they do. They pioneered online gaming. They they perfected it in my opinion. And PlayStation was struggling behind for years. They're in denial. And they realize, oh, Xbox was right all along. Online gaming is a thing. Well, with PlayStation, though, the, the thing I think they got right was it was free. For a certain amount of time, though. Uh, Yeah, like PS3 era. It was free. But even when it was free, it was garbage because they didn't have a lot of funding towards servers. Yeah. A lot of features were missing. Like in-game chat was not available for the longest I, time. Uh, yeah, the, like that's why I liked 360. Because compared to PS3, because it's like, well, the party chat system worked. You get a message on your dashboard. Oh, I'm going to hit the Xbox button. I already, I'm reading my message. Where if I get a, an invite on PS3, it's like, okay, get a press it. Now you got to wait. Now you got to go find your inbox. Now you got to wait. Now you got to go find your message. Now you got to wait. Now you got to open the message. Now you got to wait. And it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's a nightmare. But hey, nevertheless, we are giving an X, uh, Xbox. <laughs> if you want an Xbox, which we don't yeah. <laughs> have nice things to say about, apparently. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. Let's just get one thing clear. I'm the not naming scheme. On, it's a naming scheme only. I'm. I'm not hitting on the console at all. 
I love Xbox. I love their Game Pass. I think that's the next yeah next step that they're working on right now to perfecting. They're almost there. They're getting very close. Um, I mentioned it before that I've played you know on my phone a full fledged Xbox game with zero issues pretty much, and I thought my I was just like floored. I was just like this is insane. This is so awesome. So that's the next thing that they're jumping on. They did the online thing, which Sony was behind on. Finally, Sony, you know, started catching up. Now they're doing it again here. Sony, for over a year and a half, two years, they said, no, no, we don't need a subscription-based thing. Guess what? Now they have a subscription-based thing. And it's severely lacking from what Xbox did. So I don't understand, Sony. You're obviously the biggest console gaming company maybe they just maybe they want to get i think it's arrogant time i was just saying maybe they, okay i was gonna say like let's not rush this just because xbox put it out doesn't mean we have to put it right away let's make sure it's right yeah make sure we have the architecture i don't know the fanboys will probably say that but for me i i look at it and go they've been doing it for two years now xbox and it just wasn't a priority. Maybe they had other things on their plate. I mean, I don't know what the internal workings are for Xbox and PlayStation. I don't know what the numbers are for Xbox. Did are they making money off this thing or not? I'm assuming so. Or because Microsoft is a bigger company than Sony is, right? And I think they can absorb some losses for a couple of years before it turns out a profit, because they can do that. It's just like Amazon. Amazon doesn't care. They'll no. sell it for a loss. Something until they bottom out the company that competes with them. That's what they do with a lot of publishers. They sold their book, the publishing books for a lot cheaper than other publishers to the point where those they had to throw in the towel and they couldn't compete anymore. And then now Amazon is the number one book selling company in the world. That's the only place people go to pretty much to buy books, right? Mm. Whether it be audio or actual books. So Xbox is probably doing the same thing here where they're like, Hey, we'll lose money for five years on this this you know Xbox Game Pass because we want to be the only one that people want to go to to play streaming games. And Sony's probably like, well, we can't really do that, so we're gonna do something like that, but we need to turn in a profit every month because we have shareholders that are gonna put our feet to the fire if we don't, and we're not as big as Microsoft. Um, so maybe that's the reason. I, I, like I said, I don't know, but I'm just assuming. What are your thoughts on that? I think this sounds about accurate. I, I think hmm. I don't know. It's a tough call. You can speculate all day, but we'll never know the truth. Yeah. Who shot JFK? We'll never know. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're playing a game. Tell us about the game that you were playing this week. Uh, so I played Lost Idolands. I played a bit of it. It's by the, uh, we, we interviewed them at PAX. There's these Korean developers, Ocean Drive Studio, office in LA, office in Korea. Um, it's really cool. It's turn-based tactics game. If you ever played anything like Final Fantasy Tactics, XCOM, Fire Emblem. Uh, it's pretty cool. It, it, it's their first game. So it, it's not, it's not going to have everything perfect, right? Like some of the animations, I'm just like, hmm, okay, if you want to do that. <laughs> but combat wise the, the only issue i have if, if i'm comparing it to say i played um shadow run 
that's a tactics type game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I'm going to attack that guy. He's within my range. So I'll click him and my character while my camera's still above. I'm just going to shoot him. And that's the whole animation. But this game, it's like, oh, I'm going to attack that guy. And it plays a cutscene every time of my guy attacking that guy. Mm-hmm. But you have an option to turn that off just to accelerate gameplay. Fine. But it doesn't show you from above that guy attacking that guy. It just I just say, hey, I'm going to attack that guy. And then it's a transition. And that guy has less health. And it's like, oh, I just wish I saw like the guy do the swing. That's I think that'd be if they just tighten that part up. I think this game would have been pretty sick. I don't know that they don't. Do you recommend it? Um, I'm not terribly far in it. From what I've reading, written reviews, people love this game. Really? But I don't know why. But maybe I'm just not into the genre. Hmm. Interesting. Because I, I don't know. I, I feel like some of the the pacing in the gameplay connected to the story is kind of like halting. I don't know. I, I feel like it could have been done a bit smoother at times. Hmm. But it's their first game, so I don't know. I'm interested in the other game that they had, the co-op one. The Blackout Protocol. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is another um, top-down shooter like Beyond Beast. It's coming out uh, according to their website early next year. What what I find strange, though, it's three-player co-op and not four. I know. That's the strangest thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, I think the reason why I, I mentioned it before is because you can actually hurt your teammates. Oh, that's right. I, yeah. And I think because the fourth would have made it a little bit more of a chaos. I think three is the furthest they could stretch it out without ruining the game. I think that adding that extra person really would have made chaos. Yeah. And I still don't like that. Like, it's so dumb where you could kill your own teammates. Like, <clears throat> but then what? the game would be too easy. No, you can make the game difficult. You can have hordes. You can have a bosses stronger. You can have where... Hey, you can only keep carry this weapon. I can only carry this weapon, or one of us has to be a medic. Like, there's so many things you could do to make the game more difficult. Having them kill each other is not fun anymore. Like, you're there were so many times when we because we got the chance to play uh, at PAX the demo, and I was getting frustrated because somebody would run in front of me while I'm trying to kill somebody. Yeah, and I was just like, well, it's not my fault. This guy's running in there and. It's not that guy's fault because they're getting chased from behind from somebody too, right? So they're backing up into me or they're running away from them and then I'm shooting. It's crosshairs. And it's just like, I don't think that's a good idea to have casualties within your own group. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's not good, especially when you have, like they love to have enemies come from different areas. Yeah, They don't want you camping in one spot with all three of you shooting in one little door and everyone just funneling through. They don't want that, so they have multiple angles where enemies come from, which is brilliant. And they don't stop until you get to the end. Exactly. So, which is great, but the problem is, like I said, you're gonna get into situations where you're gonna cross with your teammate, fire, you know, the fire mm-hmm. shots, and I, I don't know, I don't like that. To me, it's just nah. well, well, we'll see how it, how it goes when the game actually comes. Maybe out, you can turn it? it off and on. I don't think so. Difficulty levels. Mm-hmm. Maybe from what I call in the interview, I, I think that's they explicitly like wanted it to be that difficult. 
So many other ways you can make it difficult. <clears throat> but I think maybe they want to do something different from everyone. Talk to Tunic. The guys at Tunic, they made this shit dif- difficult. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a hard game. <laughs> uh, what else we got on the... Oh, we're going to talk about 30 frames per second for... Did we already talk about it? Yeah, we talked yeah, about it. Yeah, we did. It. We kind of... Okay, l- l- I want to go back to that because... I'm I'm gonna play it on obviously on the Steam Deck here, but I don't know. Like, do you think that this is just a way to sell at the console level? That people they should buy the console more of this game because they're really pushing it hard on Xbox and PlayStation Five. No, they shouldn't buy it because it's an inferior product on the console. But I mean, maybe what if they wanted to upgrade it on the roller? Like, hey, buy it here. We'll upgrade it later for you. I just don't understand the strategy behind this. I, I was reading somewhere like a dev actually getting mad about this. Like someone that worked on the game. So I think it was something about like, because like we said, there's two different types of Xboxes, right? One's stronger than the other. And I think the way the, their logic was like, well, we don't want to make a revision to be compatible just for that. So we'll just make it the same across the board. Well, that pisses me off because I bought a PlayStation 5. I want my PlayStation 5 game better than my friend's PlayStation 4 game. Well, like, when I buy online Gotham Knights, like the option to buy online, it says, do you want it for a PlayStation 4 or 5? I want it for 5, but then I'm like, hold on. PlayStation 4 one is cheaper. Is the game and the, the graphics going to be the same? Then what am I doing paying extra dollars for? And what? why do I have a PlayStation 5 then? I guess now we have to look at comparison videos and see how things hold up. Uh, it's it's really frustrating. Like that's what really upsets me is when I buy a game, but I know that I'm buying a game that's the same as the one for PS4 or very very minor improvements. Mm-hmm. Then what the hell is the new system for? Because remember, like when we used to have console upgrades every five years, whatever it was, ten it, I guess. it it was an upgrade. Yeah, from PlayStation Three to PlayStation Four is Night an day. upgrade. <laughs> you know, like games look way better, right? So I expect the same thing, four to five. Okay, now I don't expect massive yeah. improvements where the well, person looks so real, but well, you, I expect sh- improvements. That's true, but you, you also should because PS Three life cycle was about ten years. PS Four life cycle was about ten years. Yeah. So you should see well, PS4 a PS4 cycle still going on because they're still ga- selling games for it. That's true. I think that's has... okay. So when does the cycle end? When they stop making games for it? I think when they finish making that console. They've already stopped making PS4 consoles, have they not? I don't know. I never bought a PS4. Okay. I'm I'm a I'm <clears> in the <throat> assumption that PS4 is probably just is still selling right now. I think they're still selling it, but they're not making a massive amount anymore. It's like the trickle effect or whatever is left over in the warehouse. Yeah. And and then maybe small remnants of it. Um, but the thing is, the games are still selling for it. Uh, and I, I think when the game is still selling for it, I, I count that as still in cycle. Mm. So PS4 is still in cycle. And the only reason they said it's still in cycle is because they can't make enough PS5s. Right? The chip shortage is what killed... Because Sony wants to put this to bed. You know Sony wants people to forget about PS4 
and buy their new console so they can charge you so, more for games. If the life cycle is still going for PS4 because they're making games, Dreamcast still going strong. They're still making stuff for that. Nobody's making Dreamcast because that's for the third party people. That doesn't count. Doesn't matter. They're still making it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw there was a, I saw a publisher at PAX that like we specialize in making physical media. Yeah. Um. And they had Dreamcast stuff there. I was like, what the heck? It's crazy. Yeah. But that's, I don't think that's official. No, it's official. Like, you're allowed to do it. It's just Sega's not the one selling it because they don't care. No, what I mean is, like, it's not officially licensed by Dreamcast. Oh, maybe. It's, it's a third-party company making their, like, you can make your own games. And put it in a cartridge, and if it happens to fit in a certain console, I don't think you're breaking the law because the console's obsolete now. They're not making any more of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm not a lawyer. And you, you probably got a good point. I don't think Sega's taking a cut. No, they're not taking a cut. Trust me, <laughs> because I, I, Sega's I, booth would have had them in there, and <laughs> they didn't have anybody in there. That would that would have been cool. <laughs> you Can you imagine, imagine they're side by side? <laughs> That, that was a weird thing too. Uh, so they had um, a game there. They had their big booth and everything. It was awesome. So yeah, here's our game. I go to the other side of the convention hall. It's like a secondhand retailer. Their game was in that the secondhand retailer. I was like, what? They're, they're over there. That you just buy it from them. Why would you buy it here? Yeah. No, I I, I agree. But uh, yeah, getting back to this this fiasco nonsense. Like th- this is. This is going to sting for the sale. Do you think the sale of this game is going to plummet? I think this game might have been... Well, it's hard to say because it's by the people that made the Arkham games, which people love. But now it's like, well, you can't play as Batman? Well, I'm already out. They delayed the game once already. Yeah. And it's like, all right. But now this? I don't know. I don't know what the people who are saying, oh, it's not Batman, I'm out. Because... I, as you can see behind me, I'm a collector of DC, Marvel, all that stuff. Massive collector. I love me some Batman, and I love the Batman family, all of the characters. Batgirl, Nightwing, Robin, uh, Red Hood. I love all Robin of those. Robin 2, Robin I, 3. <laughs> 4, 5, and 6. Uh, <laughs> so I love all the characters from the Gotham family. And when they said that you could play all four of these characters, I was like, cool, awesome. About time, because I only got little snippets of it in the Arkham series. They showed off Nightwing, uh, Batgirl, but and you got to play a little bit of them. I want a whole story about these four trying to pick up the mantle where Batman left off. Do you and, think this is a sequel to those Arkham games? Well, they have to be connected in some ways. Because if that's true... Yeah. We already had Red Hood in Arkham Knight. So yeah. you, see, you see a good guy now. Well, I, I'll, I'll let you know this week. <laughs> so my my homework for this week uh, until the next uh, podcast episode is to play Gotham Knights. And I'm going to play it. Um, I'm, I don't know where I'm going to find the time. But with this baby right here, I can't find time because I could play it probably at work uh, before and after work or in, in some of my breaks. So I'll do that. And um, 
So I'll talk about it next week when I get a good chance to play it. And if you, watching us, are playing this game, let us know what your thoughts are. Leave the comments below uh, or come, you know, uh, watch one of our videos uh, when we do a review on it or something. Leave a comment in our social media, too. Uh, we have a social media on Twitter, A&R Universe, which has both the main and the gaming channel together. Uh, we do have um, an Instagram as well, an AGR hmm. Instagram. And, so, uh, no, not AGR, a We don't have an AGR um, Instagram? Uh, if we do, I don't know about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> See how organized we are? <laughs> uh, listen, I only go on Twitter. I'm on there all day. We I'll have talk one. to you. We have one uh, in the works. I, I believe Nathan, one of our social media guys, he has created one there. And it's going to use the blue borders because A&R uses the yellow and red borders for the movies and collectibles. This one will be and, blue and purple. Yeah, blue. Uh, going with the baby blue that we have there, I guess. But, uh, yeah, we'll definitely you know find us in one of those social media and let us know what games you're playing. Uh, we want to know. And if there's a cool game that we don't know about and nobody's really paying attention to it, let us know. I want to know some of these indie games that you know pop up on our because there's probably so many games that we never heard of but are really cool right a one-man show maybe or yeah. you know like a couple like you know we talked about be gone um so yeah i definitely want to hear what people have to say it's a big community it's a big you know pond we're just little tiny little guppies in there uh making our way into the gaming world but yeah, show us some love because we love the game. So yeah, what are you gonna play this coming week? I'm gonna keep playing Lost Idolands. I should finish Tunic. Oh, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I think I'm gonna use your Game Pass and maybe play Scorn because I haven't touched that yet. Well, you only need an Xbox, don't you? I don't know because Game Pass. You said it works on PC, right? Yeah. So I just play on PC. Does your um, does your PC can handle the graphics for it? I don't see why not. Mm, okay, I'm just saying you could take the Xbox from the office if you wanted to, or maybe I'll do this tomorrow. I I started playing Skyrim back in 2012. I'm still playing the same save file, but <laughs> they because I'm not I'm not done. I can't I'm still, believe the data has not corrupted. So I'm getting into that. Oh, because, oh, because okay. they stopped like supporting it so long ago. Some of my quests are broken. It's like one is like escort this guy out of the cave. Okay, cool. For some reason, he won't follow me, but he'll get mad at me. But I can't get him to out of the cave or pick up this book. Okay, I have the book. Pick up the book. No, it's right. I have. I don't know. It's full of bugs. So what I did is I bought a copy of the game for PC. And I found out that you can take your Xbox save, port it to the PC. Wow. And I know you I know you can mod the game. So I'm gonna go in and be like, okay, just say I'm done these quests because they just don't work anymore. <laughs> huh. So I didn't know that. that. Yeah. That I I want to do that, but uh, I know it's gonna be a hassle. So, or I'll probably just keep playing. Speaking of corrupt data, listen to this story. So I was playing. The second Batman game from Rock City. I can't remember which one that was. Arkham City? 
I think it was, yeah. So I was playing that game, okay, and I got near the end. Like we're talking about ninety percent done. I did a lot of side missions. Like I, that was the only game I played for a month, right? Mm-hmm. Got the side missions, a lot of it done. I couldn't get some of the Riddler stuff. There were some difficult ones I couldn't do it, but I was I was playing it and I was getting near the end, and I saved the game. And I'm like, I'm gonna take a little break. I go, I'm getting close to it. I'll take a little break and I'll come back maybe a week later. I come back, I do an upgrade on my PS4 because you know the non-stop upgrades. Do uh not update, sorry, not upgrades. So I do an update. I go back to play my game and it says file corrupted. Oh. Do you know how many hours I put into that game? You know how pissed I, off I was? I was like, what the hell? At that point, it's like I was watching a YouTube video. Just yeah, I, I was like, I don't care. I'm not playing this game over again to do that many hours. That game was a pain in the neck because to traverse from one place to another place in Gotham took forever. There was no short trips here and there. Like you had to like sometimes really go around and find things, especially when you have these side missions, right? And I was just so angry. I remember I was just so mad. And I don't think I played the next game from Rocksteady until maybe it went on on sale. Because I'm like, I'm punishing these guys. They're not getting my money until I see a nice discount and then I'll play. But, oh, man, I know it's not their fault, obviously. But it's just such a kick in the pills that you got to, you know, you're almost there to the end and the file corrupts. It's like, oh, my God. And I, I could have sworn it had to do something with the uh, up- update because it was fine before that. And, of course, Sony's not going to say anything. Oh, we screwed up on one of our updates. Nope. Carry on. Next day, there's another update to fix that update. All right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's one I remember. And then the other one I remember is Gran Turismo 2 racing game. I caught, I got 500 cars. So do you remember that Sony had their own little cartridges for saved? Yep. I had to go buy one for my PS2. Yeah, PS2. So Gran Turismo came out for PS2. So I had one, and I had all my cars in there, 500 cars, okay? Put it in, corrupt file. No. I was like, I cried. I was a kid. I cried. I was like, you know how long it took me to make 500 cars? Like, I had to race. There's an oval. There was a cheat thing you could do in the game where you it had a test oval track. And if you got a certain car, it's called Pike's Peak Suzuki, I think it was the car. And it was like unstoppable. It was like 100 ho- uh, 900 horsepower or something like that. And if you go around this oval track and you could beat whoever you want, no problem. There was no car faster than that. You get, a, I think, $250,000 something for every time you do it. So if you do that enough times, you can amass a, a lot of money. And then you can go to the dealership and buy all the cars you want, right? And I was taking like a million dollars into these dealerships and just buying this, 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 and this. And that's how I amassed my cars because I did this for hours on end to get that bank account big. And all of that time and effort, poof, gone. Mm-hmm. Ah, it sucked. But yeah, those are corrupt data days. <laughs> I, I, I think I had something happen to me similar. What game was it? It might have been for Skyrim, actually. I had a corrupt problem. It would freeze. This was, re- this was like, I think this year even. Um, it would freeze, and I was like, well, okay, maybe it's just something with my Xbox, and I reset it. I turn it back on, it's still corrupt. But thankfully, like, there's like autosave for that game. So it's like rolled back like an hour. 
I'm like, yeah, okay. I guess the advantage to rolling back in there was like, well, I know this dungeon now, and I just run right through it. <laughs> I don't want to take my time anymore. Um, you said to me before we came on today, we wanted to talk about our favorite games and why. Tell, tell we'll, we'll talk about two each. Tell me one of yours. Get, okay. Really get really get into the weeds. Okay, favorite game. Hmm, this is a good one. I know I'm gonna your top favorite. It just has to be one that you really like. Okay, I'm gonna say Uncharted. The first one. Yeah. Why? Uh, it was nothing like that before, for me. This was Indiana Jones coming to life. But wasn't that pretty much Tomb Raider, or it was, was different about it? I never played the earlier Tomb Raider games, no. the the ones with the you know the big uh, chest and pixelation. Um, <laughs> I never played those games, but mainly because I didn't like the graphics that much, or I don't know, I never played it. So Uncharted was. You got to understand when Uncharted came out, the graphics blew people away. People are like, wow, what is this? Like, this is so well done. Like, back then, it was like watching a movie, you know, like an animated movie, because the cutscenes were even good, too. And I was floored. I was like, this is beautiful. I don't know what it is about me when it comes to games. Is I'm about all the shiny objects in a game. If I see a beautiful landscape, I see beautiful characters, colors i'm halfway there already the game could suck <laughs> but if it looks crazy good it gets it gets a good decent mark for me right it's just the way it, that's how i love games it's got to be there's got to be a beauty to it and uncharted is one of those games over the course of you know years of uh, like every time they release an uncharted game i have to play it whether it be in the vita uh, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. I bought them all. <clears throat> and I love them. I, I think Uncharted 1 was probably one of my favorite games for a long time. Um, yeah, that's one. Do, do you think that game, if they did a remake, you would play it? Like how they're doing with the Resident Evil games? They're doing remakes? No. I no? Because it'll take... It'll take away the nostalgia that I had with it. Oh, okay. I have memories with that game. I knew where I was, what I was doing, how it impacted me in the positive way games do. Games gets us to kind of escape from the world that we are in or the situations we're in. And that game holds a very special uh, memory for me in certain, certain time periods of my life. And I don't want to redo this whole thing and wash that away i won't play if they remake it like the you know last of us they've been a remake of that i won't play a remake version of that no okay i'm good because i know when i played last of us i was like wow this game is incredible and now that i saw what they did for the remake i was like this looks so much better why are people so against remakes don't you want I, it to look nice i'm not against remakes no but a lot of people are yeah, I know. I, I don't get well because maybe because they spent a fortune buying that game. Okay, this, cool. But that this, but isn't this the last like of us third time? Last of us came out ten years ago. No, but did they make a remake of it already? They did. Uh, 
like a, a an rematch. HD version or something, yeah. right? Yeah, but that's fine. Whatever. No, but I guess people are up in arms. Is they're like, you're charging us this much for again a game that's ten you, years old. You don't gotta buy it. No, it's you know. But here's the thing: I I hate when people say that. If you're a fan of something and you love it, like I love Uncharted, right? Mm-hmm. And if they said, "Hey, here's a remake, an HD version," okay, cool, great. But then they go, "Okay, two years later, this game's ten years old now. Here's a definitive version." Mm-hmm. I I love when how they use definitive. Right? Well, it's the, it's the new game of the year, right? Whatever, however way you want to polish it, I think if you're gonna do that make it cheap make it to a point where it doesn't cost somebody uh or doesn't upset someone for getting it like 1999 1999 here's a definitive version yes we know it's 10 years old but look we put some time into it to polish it up get it because the graphics are available to us now the technology is available to us to do that so here's a little nod to one of the greatest games but it's going to be only 1999 something that you can easily absorb in your you know, life without taking a hit. How much was this one? Like 15, $59.99 or something like that? Uh, Maybe you can pull it up. Can you pull it up? While you're talking, I'll, I'll you know, I want to say a little bit more about it is I don't think it's fair to charge an obscene amount of money for a game that's 10 years old. Um, We're talking Canadian rubles here, not US dollars. <laughs> It's 90 bucks. See, there you go. There you go. You, you just proved my point. That is absurd. $90 Canadian, right? Uh, No, American. No, get out of here. <clears throat> the deluxe edition is 10 bucks more. It comes with stuff that you already get in the game, but you get it earlier. You, you got to be kidding me. Plus no a prequel chapter. Uh, I would spend the 10 bucks for a prequel chapter, but. I don't care about okay 90 US dollars, which is 120 Canadian or 115 Canadian rubles. That's absurd. That's why people are upset. There you go, Alex. You wanted to know why they're upset? That's why they're upset. This is a beloved franchise by a lot of people that love it. They're making a goddamn HBO's got a show coming out of this. I saw the trailer for it, right? This is why people are upset. You cannot charge that much for a game that old, a story that's already been told, and then in between all of that, you already had an HD version of it. And you're doing this. This is crazy. Crazy talk. This should be 1999. You want to add uh, the prequel thing? Great. I charge another 10 bucks. There you go. 29.99 all in. And if they're like, oh, that's not feasible. We paid so much money to do this. Nobody told you to do this. That's this is a cash point. grab. This is a cash grab from Sony and the developers there. This is a cash grab. Get out of here with that nonsense. I will never pay that much money for a game. If that was Uncharted, I'd be like, good for you guys. You're never getting my money. I don't care how much I love that that franchise. There's no way I'm paying that much money for that. Well, what I miss about going back to earlier consoles is when they had Game of the Year editions, they came with the game plus any DLC and expansion. All the DLCs, yep. But it was the same price as if mm-hmm. you just bought the game before. Yep. Now it's like we have definitive edition. Now because with all this stuff that you don't want and it costs ten times more. Like, I was thinking of like we talked about earlier today. I was thinking of buying the Gotham Knights uh collector's edition, they call it. It's but it just four. comes with skins. Sorry? It just comes with skins. No, it comes with the statue as well. Oh, that's right. I didn't see it online though, the statue. Yeah, so it comes with the statue of the four of them. It's Jim Lee uh designed statue. And 
it's four hundred dollars Canadian plus taxes. So four, I want to say four thirty. Let's just say four thirty. So I looked at it. and I'm like, okay, I have better figures than those statues are put together here. Oh, are they? I didn't know that. I have better statues of those statues that he made. I have Nightwing. I have Robin. I have Batman. I have Batgirl in amazing statue forms made by Japanese design artists. They look phenomenal. They're still sealed, and I had them for over 20 years, and they still haven't been beaten how great they look. Aquaman's in there. Wonder Woman's in there. Cyborg's in there. Superman's in there. They look phenomenal. To this date, they're the best statues that I own or I've seen in a six-inch level, right? Six-inch scale level. So I thought of that. I'm like, you know what? I am not paying $400 for that statue. Um, I am not buying that collector's edition. It is cool if you're a fan of it and you don't have a collection like I do or love statues from Jim Lee. Jim Lee is one of my favorite artists, by the way. And it kind of, I that's why I had to kind of double think this thing. I'm like, okay, do I? I kind of flip back and forth. I'm like, no. At the end of the day, not worth $400 for me, my opinion. Uh, to buy it, I'm gonna buy the deluxe one, and that's it. I'm good. I'm I'm not doing that. Yeah. Plus, the reason I'm not doing that is because I got early copy of Modern Warfare. Well, not the early copy, early access to the campaign. The campaign. Because if you buy it on the PlayStation Five <clears throat> right now, they give you one week early access to the campaign. So, I'll be playing on that. It's pretty cool, actually, that they did that. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I I think it's best that they put out the campaign because it seems like nobody ever plays them. Nobody cares. They're only here for. I'm, I'm just doing it for the fun of it. I saw um a ten minute video of a campaign uh, they were doing. Man, is it intense? Yeah. You're on the ground and you're crawling for like long distance on the ground. You're wearing all full bush gear because you have to hide in the grass fields. And you have to take out enemy snipers. And then there's a point in the game where they walk right by you. They're literally two, three feet away from you. And you have to stop and not and not move. And they walk by you. You also have to make sure that you don't walk in their line. So you might have to shuffle over like slowly. Because by the time they walk, they have to kind of walk right by you and not hit you. Oh, man. Yeah, that's nerve-wracking. I was watching that video. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to do this. This is not going to be fun. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so I got that in the chamber. Ah, you see what I did there? Mm. Got in the chamber, ready to lock and load. Should I play that game too next week and talk about it? Um, Might as well, yeah. Sorry, he's not too. Okay. I'll try to get into it, but Gotham Knights for sure. Um, I love me some DC, so definitely get into that. Maybe they'll have some surprise cameos. I love that stuff. It'd be cool if they had a Arkham-type game where... You play as Damien as Batman when he's older. Because mm. that'd be like, well, what's this will you be all about now? Because the, the versions I've seen of Damien as Batman, I see a different a couple versions of him in the comics. I think that guy's like pretty angry. <laughs> well, he has an issue because he was trained by n- not his dad in the beginning. He was trained by Raj al Ghul, his mm. grandfather, right? So he's got that. Yeah that mentality right like revenge and killing is okay you know bad guys are bad guys and do whatever it takes to stop them but then later on when he actually came and trained with his actual father bruce wayne and batman he learned 
that you have to sometimes back off a little bit and let justice institutions take care of it. And also you need to not kill because you're going to become like these people that you're trying to save, right? That's what Batman had to go through. And so he knows if there's anyone, you know, to teach Damien how to do this, it's got to be Batman because he's went through this. Do I kill or do I not? Why should I kill? Why should I not? And if I do kill, am I better than these guys that I'm trying to stop? Right? That's so, yeah. I, I, think, I think that'd be a cool game. I think so too. I think it would be a pretty cool game. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. You didn't get to tell me your. Um, I want to talk about. We still have one more. I still have one more left, and you have two to left. Go ahead. Go Um, first one. So, did you ever play the payday games? Where you just rob banks and stuff. So, I I don't play payday too. It it was pretty cool. You just go in and you rob banks. But that team, Overkill, they made another game. Uh, they did a Walking Dead game, and I think that game is awesome. But I can't find any review that likes that game. That game is no longer available to buy anywhere unless you like you want to buy like a PlayStation 4 copy for like 50 bucks or something. Um but I think that game is so cool cuz like th- there's a campaign, but you can go back and replay the same missions over and over again. But what you have to do is first like okay, we have to get from point A to point B. So you have to go across like DC Washington in and out of houses into sewers through all these zombies, guys with guns just to get to the end point. And it's like, Oh, you have to get the water filter. Okay. Okay. Shoot off the flare. When, when you're ready to get picked up and you have the water filter and you shoot the flare. Okay. Now that you shot the flare, all the zombies saw that now they're coming to you. So you got to hold out and, you have like a shitty little melee weapon. If you have a gun, don't shoot it because if you make too much noise, more zombies will come. And I thought this game is the coolest thing ever, but they never finished it because they didn't make enough in sales, I guess. And the people who own the rights were like, well, we're not impressed. We're pulling our contract mm, right in the middle of them releasing story. See, that that's that really irritates me because you didn't give this company, these guys, a chance. Oh, it, but it's well. It also had terrible reviews, which I don't know why. I'm like the game wasn't broken by any means. It was just a lot of fun. The, what What did the critics say? What were their reasons? I don't care. I didn't care to read them. <laughs> I just saw the numbers were bad. Well, if if you want to know why it was bad, then obviously you want to. I can't know why it's bad because it's so good. Oh god! What's also great though is people are still playing it. You mean the server? They're still up. That's hilarious. How old is this game? A couple years. Oh, that's not bad then. What's cool too is um like because it had its own DLC story like season two, and I bought that, but my friend didn't, and he's like, "Well, I can't play it," and I'm like, "Hang on a second, join my lobby." So he joins my lobby. Okay, we're doing the season two stories. We oh, so he, he doesn't need it. As long as one person has it and you're in the lobby. That's awesome. It's, oh, the game is so much fun. You're going through like shopping malls and there's zombies in there. Don't make noise. The bad guys have guns. Don't let them shoot because I'm bringing more zombies. That's so you got to so be quick. Sick. That's sick. So how, do you, how do you kill them then if, if, they're, if you can't shoot them? 
Um, when you start off with your loadout, you'll get a gun, and it will have a silencer on it, but it only lasts so long. Mm. But you also have a melee weapon, be it like a climbing axe or a machete or an axe. So it's a lot of stealth and getting behind them, taking them out quietly. But what I tend to do is just, oh, they saw me. I'm just going to run as fast as I can towards him as he's shooting me. <laughs> Holy jeez. And then you melee attack them. Or you can do a body check. Oh, And shit. it will stun them. So what, what I do sometimes is I'll body check them into zombies, and the zombies will grab them. I'm like, ah, later, loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so that's one of your favorite games. Um, so much fun. My second one. What's my second favorite game? No, not second favorite. One, another game that I really, really like. And it's got to be sports games. I love sports games. That Gran Turismo. There you go. I love Gran Turismo. I've played every single one of them. Even the the really terrible one that they released for the PlayStation Three was like a it was like a half ass version of it. Like it was like a two uh two point five or whatever you want to call it. It was so bad. I was so mad about it. Um, but yeah, Gran Turismo is another game that I love because I, I have such a long history with this game. Uh, you know, I played from the very beginning when the series started. It it was amazing. One and two was amazing, and then it hit like this rut, and it's because the or the developer or the creator of it was very um, had a bit of an ego. Mm-hmm. He was also a perfectionist. I think he, he should have made a, a good game. I think he had a little bit of an OCD as well. Well, he was pressured by Sony to release that 2.5 version, whatever it was, because they had nothing for the PlayStation 3. And then the PlayStation 3, remember what happened to that? It was a disaster, right? Because they made it so complex that developers weren't able to make games for them fast enough, right? And so they wanted him to release something. And so he released something that was half done. And it got terrible reviews and he was pissed off because he's like, you guys rushed me through this process. I wanted to make a perfect game. And so he's like, no, you got to make a game because we need the money, you know? And then the other thing is, um, um, the other thing was he didn't like to have cars get into accidents in the game. Not So nothing like burnout. Or Forza. He didn't want car crashes. He wanted okay. all his car- He's like, all cars have to maintain their beauty. Okay. They have to look beautiful. And he's all about the light shining on the car in a certain way, all that stuff. And people are like, no, we want to see crashes, man. Sorry, dude. It's a video game. We want to see actual, you know, damages. And Forza at that time was creeping up in sales because before Forza came around, Grand Turismo was it. There was nobody anywhere close. There are rally games, there's other games out there, but there's nothing came close to this, these guys. Forza started getting better and better and better, retuning, refining, because Forza went through its troubles too in the beginning. All the cars sounded exactly the same. You could have a Volkswagen and a Lamborghini. It was still the same sound. So they had to work on those things, and it was more of an arcade than a simulator. And so over time, they started getting better and better. They added more cars. Graphics got better, simulation got better to the point now they're neck and neck. Like you could play either one of those games and be satisfied as a racer. And it's because Gran Turismo developers were, in my opinion, 
thought that they were the king of the hill and nobody else will come close to them. So they took their sweet-ass time pushing out games. Gran Turismo games took five years in development, right? And I think it was way too long of a gap to bring out a game because it's you already have the tracks. You already have weather patterns, all that stuff done for you. All And the, and the most of the cars you already have in your library, you just have new cars that you can select. So I don't know why it took so long, but Forza kept pumping out games every three years, right? They like keep pumping out every three years. Here's another one. Here's another. They're at Forza Seven now, or and yeah, Forza Seven, and Gran Turismo is only at five, and, and and you know six. So I just thought you know you 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 screwed up here, and now you've lost your mantle. But at, at the beginning of its time, man, there's nothing like it. That 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 is probably Gran Turismo one and two, uh, I would say two because two was a huge, huge upgrade from one. I just told you I played so many hours collecting so many cars. Yeah, Gran Turismo two was my second. There's so many out there, man. I can't believe you asked me this question. Well, I only give you two to pick. You can only pick two for now. Next week we'll do another two. Okay, next week we'll talk about some other nostalgic games or games that I really love. What's your second one? Um. For me, what I consider surprisingly, like if you don't like it, the Walking Dead game I just mentioned, I like games that give me a really strong emotional response. Um, so things like Last of Us, for example, but that's not my pick for this week. Uh, this week would be uh, the Beginner's Guide. I I love that game. I played it twice at two different periods of my life. Mm-hmm. And because of that, because I was going through different things at, at those points in my life, because I played it at radically different times, I interpreted the game completely different both times. Which is really weird, because normally, like, I understand the story this way. But then when your whole life situation changes five years later, it's like, <laughs> oh, this game totally has a different meaning for me now. Um, it, It's about this guy. He He's talking to us, the player. And he's saying like, hey, I have this friend. He, I, I was really close to him, but not so, so much anymore. He would make little tiny video games. They were unfinished. They were just half ideas. But I think they had a lot of potential. I'm going to show you a couple of them. And you're able to interact as he narrates. And then he would say like, oh, he made this type of game first. I think it's really cool that he did this, this, and this. Here's his next game that he didn't finish. And he did this, this, and this, and he added these types of things. He learned these new skills. But I think maybe when he did this, this is what it means in, like, what it symbolizes. Things like that. And as he keeps going, um, as the games are going, he's saying, like, well, I, at this point in my life, I was having a kind of like a falling out with my friend, or he was going through a hard time. And I think it really reflects on this game that he was making at this time. And we get to play it, these little things. And he keeps going and talking about it. But as you're playing, you realize, no, it's not the friend that was going through a hard time. It's It was the narrator. And if you, if you listen to the narrator, you realize this guy's incredibly selfish. Mm. He's constantly forcing his friend to do things he doesn't want to do. It's like, oh, you gotta make another game. It's great, but it's like, well, I don't, I don't want to make games anymore. I'm done. You gotta, man. They're so cool, and it keeps pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. 
Um, and it got to a point where one of the games he made, he'll like write notes to the narrator saying like, please stop putting things in my game. And I don't know. It's a super like emotional roller coaster where it's like the person that's been talking to us the whole time is in the wrong. Not necessarily he's a he's the bad guy in a traditional sense, but mm-hmm. this guy has his own problems he's dealing with. And by the end of the game, he still hasn't dealt with it. Mm-hmm. Despite the answer in front of his face. We, the audience, were like, we can see how all this unfolds. It's like, what's happening here? Like, yeah. It's like, oh, his friend was depressed and he was a developer. It's like, well, no, it turns out you're depressed and you're psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> but when I, when I first heard about this game, I watched the trailer. And it's like, what, what, what the trailer was saying, like, if you're on somebody's computer, what can you learn about them? Well, let's open mm-hmm. a file and you see them on the desktop open a folder oh i made this game what do you think this means let's open another one. Oh, here's another thing he made what do you think that means so i thought like oh we're just gonna get an emulator of somebody's computer and we just investigate I, that's what i thought the game was gonna be about mm-hmm. and i just have to come to my own conclusions i didn't realize that it was gonna be this narrative journey where he's holding my hand the whole way through but at the same time he's like not being honest with himself or with us interesting it was super fucking weird but i loved it interesting the the beginner's guide it's like 15 bucks or something on what platform i played it on steam steam's got such an amazing library of games that people don't even know about but it only costs 100 bucks to put it on there (laughs) see that's crazy it probably made some good money right uh, that game in particular, I don't know. I think, but yeah, he probably made his money back. <laughs> but oh yeah, for sure. What about I, the game? The game that you always play that the, the with three people, Hunt Showdown. Yeah, it's such a. It's weird on sale right game. now, twenty seven dollars. There you go. What's a regular price? Uh, like fifty four. See, twenty seven bucks. Go get fifty percent off once a month. Just wait for the sale. Yeah. Go get it. Go get it. It's fun. I wonder how many people bought that at regular price and then realized that every month it goes on sale. (laughs) I I got it. I got it for, I think, like a bit cheaper because I bought it early access in 20. Of course you did. Okay. So at the time, um, because there's a game called Killing Floor where it's just, hey, here's a horde of zombies coming into your room. Just don't die. That's it. Nothing nothing more simpler than that. And this game was called, originally called uh, Hunt the Gilded Age because it's the end of the 1800s. They're going from cowboy era to modern, if I remember correctly, or I guess Victorian. Um, and it was supposed to be like that, just, oh, here's a bunch of zombies coming in. But then they changed it like partway through development before even release. It's like, you know what? It's just, you got to go fight each other. That's mm-hmm. it. It's just a team death match. And I think maybe that was for the best. Hmm. I know the people that made um, Dead Island and Dying Light, they had a game called Hell Raid, which was the same thing. But instead of you, instead of guns, you get swords. It's a sword and sorcery type game. But all oh, the monsters are coming in, defend yourself. That game never came out. Hmm. And I waited so long for it. And it's like, you know what? We're going to make this like a DLC mission for one of our other titles. <laughs> And I was like, oh, it's kind of bummed out on that one. <laughs> hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah. Um, was there anything else we want to get into this week before we kind of wrap it up here? We've hit our one hour quota. <laughs> quota? Yes. Um, I guess maybe my last question for you is Halloween is coming up. Oh, you're not nice. a fan, you're not a fan of horror anything. Not at all. What if if there was a game or a movie that was horror, what would it have to have to make you interested? Okay. It's like I know this is scary, but because it has this, I got it. You want an answer for both or just one? Let's do both. Because that Okay, for a horror movie for me to go watch it. What does it have to have? It has to have Superman in it. A horror Superman? So we could do Justice League Dark where there's demons and stuff like that. Yeah, but then... But Justice but, League Dark isn't really Superman's team. That's more of a Batman team. No, that's Constantine's team. That is true. But Superman... But, but if you put Superman in there, I feel much better. Because <laughs> he's too strong. <laughs> no, there, there are demons that could beat up Superman. And take it's magic. Remember, that's one of his weaknesses, Superman magic. So there's two things, kryptonite and magic, right? That could really take care of Superman and dark side, obviously. He can te- he could go toe to toe with Superman any day of the week. I, I guess you could do like what they're doing now. That um, you asked me what will make me go watch one. I it's told Superman. You. It's Superman. Superman Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill <laughs> dons the suit. I'm in. We'll go watch it. Okay. Well, I'll vote for games. Can't say Superman. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, Superman, Batman. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> what will go maybe play a? So we, Michael has been trying. Michael, one of our guys here, has been trying to get me to play a horror game that I forgot. Where you go into a house and look for ghosts. Fantas, Fantasphobia. I'll play a horror game if it's co-op with my friends together in a room. Okay. So if all you, right. Justin, I got like fifty of them. Let's do it. <laughs> so you, Justin, Michael, we all sit in the couch, and we play on the big screen, the hundred inch screen that we got in our studio. If we all play there, I'll, well, I'll do. I it. don't know if that's a console game. Oh, we could connect the computer. We have all the wires going through the walls. Yeah. But I'll do that because I know I have my friends around me to help me, to comfort me from the the boo and the ah and all that. Too, okay. Right? So. so. Those you asked me, those are the two ways I'll do it. Okay, so you'll answer. never get me in a room like this by myself playing a horror game. No, mm-hmm. no, thank you. I don't even care if it's shit charity. Sorry, charity. <laughs> I'll just we, give you money and run away. <laughs> we have a local company called Brass Token. I actually applied to them like earlier this Brass year. Brass Token? Yeah. They have a game coming out called The Chant. Um what? And from what I can see, it's coming out, I think, like, within the next 30 days or something. Um, I think, like, mid-November. No, November 3rd, I think it comes out. Okay. Um, and you're just this woman that can, like, cast spells at monsters. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It looks kind of... Uh, uh, it's under the horror genre, but I don't think, like, you have the threshold for that game. <laughs> Probably not. Um... You're into those stuff, yeah? You'll play those, right? I play them, but I'm always disappointed. Hmm. Um, a lot of those games are, I feel like, is a lot of hide and go seek. It's like here comes the monster, you gotta hide because you can't defend yourself. <laughs> but as soon, if I play a horror game and they give you a gun, I'm like, oh, I'm in, because now I have agency. Hmm. Um, 
the scariest game I ever played though was a Half-Life mod called Acamelia. Um what I realized after I played the game was this was like a Silent Hill fan game. Damn. And I didn't I didn't know that because I wasn't that deep in the lore. Um, but it's you just navigate this town by yourself and you solve these puzzles. I had to get a, a notepad and take notes to figure out all the puzzles. It's like, okay, what well, there's three stones here. Well, if I go down two blocks to that house, there was a keypad. Maybe those three stones. No, I was just making shit up. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And what made it absolutely terrifying was it played on a personal fear of mine. The whole game, I was like, where's the jump scare? Where's the monster? Yeah, yeah. When do I have I to I hate run? that. I hate that so much. But from beginning to end, it never happened. But it gave you the illusion it could. Yeah. Um. But But on top of that, it has a fear of being alone where people should be so like if you go to like let's say you go to the mall and nobody's in there even at noon in the middle of summer nobody's there i was like i'd be like oh this is too scary because <laughs> people should be here why aren't people here covid was like that at the airport for me so i worked at, i work at the airport and during the height of covid I actually took a picture of this in the yeah. middle of the day. Okay, lunchtime. <clears throat> Not a single soul in the entire international terminal. And in the that, middle of the day, did that make you uncomfortable? Yeah, because I took a picture of it to remind myself. Like, if I look back on it, I'll be like, "This has never happened in the history of the airport," and going forward this probably will never ever happen because let's well i say that because i think mankind has a i say that uh mankind has a better handle on maybe a next the next you know plague we have we probably do a better job of it i i hope we do because we should have learned from what we went through and are still going through Hmm. so i took a picture of it because it's I worked there for 20 years and I've never in the even in the middle of the night, let's say 2 a.m. I worked. There's still people walking around staff, uh, some remnants of layover people that are waiting till five o'clock, six o'clock for their next flight. There was at least a handful of people. But in the middle of the day, which should be the busiest time in that terminal, it should be jam packed with people, 100, 200 minimum, minimum in, in the hallway. Zero people. I was the only one. And I, I think that's honestly terrifying to me. Because it's like it wasn't terrifying to me. It was just an eye opener. I was just I was in shock. But, but that, that's terrifying. That, that's my fear. It's like, what if I was the only person on earth? That uh, freaked I knew me out. I, was, I, I knew there was other people that I was going towards other but, people. But because that's a personal fear, and they put mm. that in a game, that scared me. Now, there's one part that did actually get me scared. I was going through a hallway to get to another floor to solve a puzzle. But I would go and I heard a sound. And it was not a good sound. I was like, what was that? Well, there's nothing here. And I kept waiting for something to happen. Okay, and I kept playing the game. There's that sound again. What is that? And I'm investigating. And I found when you pass over a certain part of the floor, I guess like you walk on a metal sheet and it like pops in and pops out. Oh, and I kept stepping on that. And I kept thinking there was a monster. I'm like, what is that? 
and now, now that I solved it, the mystery, then it, it did this job. Yeah, and so, but now I solved the mystery of the sound. Cool. I forgot I solved the mystery of the sound and scared myself again. Oh my god! <laughs> but that's the scariest game I ever played because nothing happened, and I hated every minute of it. But <laughs> but what's cool? The people that made that game have a new game coming out called Twin Souls. This one actually does have monsters in it. So. Not playing for me. I'm good. <laughs> Pass. Pass. <laughs> um, should we wrap it up for today? Yep. I that's all I really wanted to talk about is your favorite games and what takes to get you to play horror. Okay, cool. Yeah, I um I definitely uh enjoyed that. I, I like that going back and talking about some of the games that we love. I got to learn what you like and you get to learn what I like. Mine is more mainstream where people know about it. Yours is very like niche niche but it's cool because as long as they're fun yeah yeah exactly they're fun and as long as you are entertained that's all matters right speaking of entertaining we hope that whoever's watching this is being entertained uh we try our best this is episode two so bear with us we're working through the kinks and we'll get better at we promise but uh all we ask is for you to smash that subscribe button leave a like and leave a comment on some games and things that you think we should talk about that nobody else is talking about it, or people are talking about it, but you want to hear our opinions on it. Um, as young as I look here, <laughs> I have played many, many games. Not great at them, but I've played lots of games, and uh, I will continue to play games, just like Alex will. Gaming is for life for us. Um, I got a tattoo on my chest. They, they, right across the old the old uh, chest right there. He's got it in. Um, and then it says legend and it is an arrow pointing down as well. Wow. Uh, <laughs> well, you don't have that? Oh, no. I, I thought it was the only uh, I thought it was the team. <laughs> team tattoos, uh, I missed that day. Yeah, I thought that's part of our initiation process. <laughs> uh, so we want to thank everybody uh who's listening to us. We appreciate it. Much love to you guys. And uh yeah, so have us have a great day. Gaming for life, baby. Bye. Don't forget a quick save.